So I want to go to James, or if you're reading out of the Passion, Jacob, chapter 1. My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there's nothing missing and nothing lacking. I have to tell you, you know, it's like it's like this. Um, one version says, count it all joy when you experience different uh, trials, tribulations, um, anxieties. Count it as a joy. Um, count it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. And it's not easiest thing to do. It's not easy. I mean, many of you know, uh, and by the way, I just want to thank you all for, for the, um, for the outpouring of love that you guys did for me yesterday. Um, you know, I was, uh, not anticipating a, um, really just anything special. Uh, even though it was my birthday, it was like, I wasn't, I wasn't looking for anything. I just, you know, I enjoyed the rest. Uh, some of the folks reached out to me. They, they did, um, they did love on me and, 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 and really helped me out, uh, just to be with me and stuff. And many, uh, of you in my dark times have, have come and have, um, shown, uh, that you care. It's really, really difficult. I mean, this whole issue that I'm going through right now, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's all about a vehicle. Um, it's all about, um, you know, the obligation that I have, uh, with this vehicle, my insurance, um, is giving me issues with covering the vehicle. And so, um, it's, it's, it's a problem for me. And, um, it, you know, I really, um, somebody lent me their car and I was in an accident and I had insurance on the car. Um, but they're giving me a grief as to who's supposed to pay for it my insurance or her insurance. And I've always thought that, um, that my insurance would cover since I'm financially obligated, I guess, to, uh, to it. And they said that, uh, Allstate does not have, um, uh, a financial interest in the vehicle. And I'm like, well, yeah, you do. I mean, even though I was borrowing it from somebody. Um, so, uh, we're trying to clear that up and it's really, really irritating. Uh, and I made a promise to this person that um that I would make sure that I had a car that 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 their car would be there for them when they got back from 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 where they're at and it's just becoming a hassle one moment after another and it's really frustrating um because my dad used to say a man is only as as good as his word and if his word is no good then he's no good and um and so my word is on the line here um you know, I have worked very, very hard to get to where I am uh, in in the last few months to be relatively debt free. I have a very minimal debt at the moment, and um, which is why I live in an apartment instead of a house. Um, 
I don't own a vehicle because it was going to put me back into into a hardship debt that I just couldn't face, um, that I felt like I couldn't face. And so now, if this whole situation carries on, I'm going to have to um, I'm going to have to purchase a vehicle for this person until the insurance is cleared up. So it's frustrating. Um, I'm frustrated. Uh, I'm just like you know. It's not something that people don't go through, but um, it has a lot to do with, with my word. And, and if I have to, I have to. I mean, I don't have a choice. However, um, <clears throat> just know this, that, that uh, the discouragement and the despair and the feeling of defeated is very, very real. Um, at a, a lot of times, I just can't move forward. I, you know, I just feel paralyzed. Um, being at my age, um, and, and, you know, physically not able to do a lot is really, really hard, uh, for me anyway. Hi, Bonnie. And so, and so that's, you know, that, that's kind of what has been happening. And, um, and I don't know where I'm going to get, you know, the, the money to buy a new, to buy another vehicle. I don't like going into debt. And I, and I feel like, you know, at this point, it's all that I can do. And then just um, do what I can at the end. I mean, I mean, I did make a promise. And um, so he says in, in James chapter 1, or Jacob, however you want to, want to say it, says here, um, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties. And literally for the past two months, that's all I've been feeling, or the past month. It's all I've been feeling is difficulties, hardship, pains, um, deep in my soul. I mean, some people gave me words yesterday that were really, really deep, and uh, they had no clue as to what was going on in my heart. Um, and, 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 and some folks tried to make it, uh, you know, a, a joyful day for me, and they did. Um, you know, it was nice to be able to breathe, um, to be honest. Uh, you know, somebody, took, somebody had dinner for me ready uh, last night. And so it was, it was, it was good. But I like what he says here. Now, again, I'm not telling you because I'm there yet. I'm telling you because I'm speaking life into the situation. I'm speaking the truth in the midst of the struggle. Okay. So I'm not there yet, but I'm getting there. He says, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, do you have difficulties that you face? Yeah, come on, Vonnie. We say no to Satan's plan to steal, kill, and destroy. And yes, to God's plan to give me a beautiful future and a hope. Uh, Jeremiah uh, 29, 11 and John 10, 10. I love it. And he says, you know, when you're facing nothing but difficulties. I mean, there are people today, right now, that are waking up to some difficulties that are that are harder than mine. I mean, mine is just... It's just small compared, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm physically, I'm not dying. Um, I don't have a disease. I don't have um, a paralysis. I don't have anything like that. Um, but discouragement sometimes is a really, really hard thing to, to, to get on. And he says here that see it as an invaluable opportunity. In other words, a priceless opportunity 
This is a priceless, what I'm going through is a priceless opportunity to experience the greatest joy that I can. Okay? Now, I know that this person I borrowed a car from, or let me use their car, um, is getting an upgrade from the Lord. I know that. Um, Because when the devil steals something, he has to pay seven times as much for it. Um, You know, and anything that that happens at this point, um, you know, is, is just... It is what it is. But we have to consider it an invaluable, a priceless opportunity to experience the greatest joy that I can. To experience God, to experience Jesus in the midst of the major trial, in the midst of the problem, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the um, uh, discouragements. Now, uh, you know, I don't have the greatest, uh, the greatest uh, credit um, known to man. Um, I'm working on it. I've been working the last few years since the divorce to 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 rebuild my credit, and um, and it's been really really hard. Uh, it's been a long road to hoe, and I finally got it. Um, I finally got to a place where it is. Um, how do you say it? I finally got to a place where it is um, um, workable, and um, and so that's where I am. So now I have to rely upon that in order to get a vehicle. I mean, God could just buy another vehicle. He could. All right. The insurance company could do what's right, uh, et cetera. But, um, but still, it is an opportunity for me. This difficulty that I'm going through is a total opportunity for me to experience the greatest joy that I can. Um, you know, part of, part of it is too that, you know, you need community. People need to be around other people. They need to be encouraged. They need to be built up. Um, I know that when I'm worshiping, um, it, it, it takes me away from, from the stress and the, and the anxieties of the day. But it is what it is. He says, for you know, I love this. This is why you, you, you look at it as a, as a, as an invaluable or a priceless opportunity. It says, for you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure. Not just endure, but to endure all things. Um, have you seen a rubber band? I mean, I, I, I've seen a lot of this, but if you, if you see a rubber band, it's like, it's like it, it keeps getting extended, extended, extended until it can't extend anymore. And it just keeps getting stretched out, stretched out, stretched out to its highest tension. And then it lets go. And then it comes back and it has a lot of force. And that's the same thing. Same thing with a bow and arrow. You get a bow and you, and you, and you draw your bow back to the highest tension and you get the furthest distance as you let go. That was pretty cool, huh? Okay. For you know that when your faith is tested, and basically what that means is um, when faith passes the test. When faith passes the test. Okay? He says without faith, it's impossible to please him. In other words, it's not blindly. Well, no, it kind of sort of is, but it's not blind, just blindly like I'm just going to trust God. It just means that it just means that you are assured that God is going to do something great. That's what faith is. Faith is substance for things that, that, that you eagerly am, uh, are waiting for good. 
And it stirs up power within you to endure all things. Endurance is a big deal. We need to have endurance, especially in this time. Amen? And when and then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. Okay? And so you have to see this as as God, and I have to see it. I'm talking to me now. Uh, I'm talking to us. We have to see it as this um, way for God to come into us and to show us how good he really is in the midst of all of this. Okay? And that every part of our being, body, soul, and spirit, spirit, soul, and body, will 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 be stronger and will not lack anything. So how do you get to that place? I want to go to Psalm 23. And I want to read it. I'm, I'm meditating here right now. Well, um, and he says, The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. The early version of the Passion Translation says, The Lord is my best friend and my pastor. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place. I love this. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. This word love, you know, uh, uh, the Greek word for love uh, that would come here is from agape. It would come, um, it's like, a, it's the word agape, which is unconditional love. Is, um, it comes from two words. Ago, which means lead like a shepherd, and peo, which means to rest. Okay? He leads you to rest. The Bible says in, in Hebrews chapter 4 that we be diligent to enter his rest. Okay? And so he says that he offers a resting place for me in his luxurious, unconditional love that brings me to rest. He shepherds me to rest. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brooks of bliss. In other words, it, it, that word means, uh, it's, it's uh, menua, which uh, means the waters of a resting place. It's the Hebrew word menua, which means this water of a resting place. His tracks lead me to a place of rest. Verse 3, that's where, this place of rest is where he restores and revives our souls, our lives. That's where he can do it. He can't do it when you're anxious. It can't happen when you're despairing. It can't happen happen when 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 you're anxiously running about trying to perform or trying to do. God just wants us to be sometimes. And now, you know, for me, I believe I'm I'm supposed to be entering into a season of rest. I'm supposed to enter this season of rest. You know, I wanted to go to the worship night last night, and they were having it here in Reading. And uh, wasn't able to because of the uh, dinner um, that was put on for me. And, um, you know, but but here's the thing. In the dinner, I found rest. You know, I, you, you, just, you just move forward. You got to go. I mean, all, sometimes all you can do is just be like David. When, when, when the enemy didn't want him around, and his friends didn't want him around, and the country and his nation didn't want him around. David just said, you know, the Bible says that David uh, 
strengthened himself in the Lord. How did he do it? I believe that he did it through this, this way. He offered a resting place in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis uh, of peace. And that peace means to be made whole again. It means to be made um, made, made at one again. Let's see. Uh, rest is the first part of the word. Yeah, rest is the first part of restoration. You can't be restored until you rest. That's where he restores and revives my soul. That word soul, he causes my life or my soul to return. So often life drains, uh, drains us through our many activities. We get drained from activity. We get drained from worry. We get drained from stress. And, 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 and doing life sometimes has drained you. And unless you be, unless you come to restore, David found out that God restores our souls and restores our life by resting in Him. And that, that means you're just not, you're not performing for Him. You're not, you're not being anxious to try to find Him. You're just being. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in His footsteps so that I can bring honor to his name. Do you see the pattern here? Where do you find rest? He leads you there. He opens before you. He offers. His tracks lead you. They take you there. He leads you along in his footsteps of righteousness. Lord, even though your path takes me through the valley of deep, deepest darkness, I will never uh, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. So God conquers. He remains close. He leads you through it all the way. It never comes to stay. It comes to pass. Why do I share with you when I'm struggling? Why do I share these things when I'm struggling? My goodness. Because I, I, think, I think it has a lot to do with just being vulnerable. We have so many perfect people out there. I'm not one of them. But we have so many perfect people out there that only show the good stuff. They show their lives even when there's, there's nothing else to look for. They show their lives as... As, as perfected and without struggle. That's why I like T.D. Jake so much. He struggled to get to where he is. He struggled to get to where he is, so we struggle. I mean, life happens, man. But we have a God that cares. We have a God that loves. We have a God that carries us through. Hi, Kristen. And that's what we look for. In the midst of the trouble, we go to him. I hate being alone, but that's, you know, that's just the nature of the beast right now. But with, the, with God, you're never alone. Though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you're not going to fear evil. The trick is to keep walking. Some days I don't feel like waking up. Some days you don't feel like waking up. Some days you wish you can skip. I mean, I, 
kind of hoping, like my mom used to tell me that she's going to beat me into next year. You know, <laughs> maybe I should take her up on the deal. <laughs> she passed away back in 07 or 08. And, and um, you know, so she she doesn't have to experience this. But I want to go back to a verse that that Paul said. Paul, who was beaten, misrepresented, lied about. He said, I count this momentary light affliction as nothing compared to his eternal weight in glory. This momentary light affliction is nothing to be compared to his eternal weight and glory. Well, we're going to end there. And I just, you know, I'll, I'll come out of this. I'll come out of the funk. I know I will. I have, you know, people that, that people here that really love me. I got people that I text that really love me. And they want to see me come out of it. I remember telling the Lord the other day. I said, I just can't do it anymore. I'm just being open here, okay? You know, you can turn it off, but if you want. Or you can listen. Maybe you're going through it and you need to hear it. But I just said, God, I just can't do this anymore. It's too hard. Doing the right thing sometimes is too hard. It's difficult. But it shows your character. It shows your commitment to carry it through. I don't have to prove that God is good. God is good. His reputation is on the line in me. And if he fails me, I'll be the first one in, in since eternity that he has ever failed. The Bible says, be strong and very courageous. Don't fear nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Along with all of the encouraging words that and, 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 and the words for my dest destiny. Of, I was supposed to be encouraging people. Along with that was that verse or those verses. Be strong and very courageous. Don't fear. Don't be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And then he said, it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. It's not in anything that I do. It's by his spirit. Three years ago today, a man was in a wheelchair. I have a video on it on my Facebook page. A man was in a wheelchair, a scooter wheelchair for 10 years, hadn't been able to walk in 10 years. Had the opportunity of praying with this man along with other people, and got him up out of his scooter, and he walked in a circle, sat back down. Later, he felt the strength get up in his legs, and he got strong, and he went and he walked the 25, 30 yards to the place where the food was, because we were having a picnic, a barbecue, uh, a community barbecue, and evangelism time. And he went there, got food for his family. He went there uh, three times for his, you know, five people that was with him, plus himself.
50 yards, five times, 250 yards. He walked by himself, first time in 10 years. I don't know the struggles that he ever faced. But they were bigger than mine. I think I'm going to make it. So God is good. Yeah, Michelle, if you're still on, you know, um, I can't remember if you said it was tonight or next week, next Thursday, you know, but I would really like to go. You know, I just need to have people. I just don't need to be doing anything. I don't need to lead. I don't need to do that. I don't need to pray for people, although I do. I don't need to prophesy over people, although I do, if God d does it. I just kind of feel like I just need to be for a while. I got uh, some balloons last night. It was left on my doorstep. And it says, um, it says to dream big. The little weight that's on the bottom of them says, dream big. Now, I'll be honest, it's hard to dream right now. But that's okay. If you're discouraged, if you're depressed, I want to tell you this. If you need to cry, cry. If you need to need to just... Punch a pillow. Punch a pillow. But don't stay there, my friend. Don't stay there. Cry a little bit. Gather yourself up. Wash your face. Carry on. Maybe we'll do Psalm 23 tomorrow, but I just want to encourage you that, that you're going to make it. My situation, if I die, I die. What can I tell you? If they kill me, they kill me. The premise, the foundation for our lives is that God is good. You, what you're going through may not be good. And I love that verse in, in, in Romans 8, 28. God causes all things to work together for good to those who love him and those who are called according to his purpose. God causes all things to work together for good. That means working with this bad situation, God will bring forth himself because he is good. It's not what he does. He is good. God causes, God brings all those things. He, he, how does it say it in the Passion Translation? That God weaves everything together. God weaves it together. Mind if I read this and then I'll let you go. Sorry for being so long. Romans 8, 28. I mean, you should read it. It's a tremendous chapter. It says, For we are convinced... That every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his destined purpose. It's continually being woven together. That's good stuff. Maybe I'll bring that up again tomorrow. Well, anyway, God bless you. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, pray into this. You know, I've got to find... Uh, money to buy this woman a car and, uh, because the insurance companies are dragging their feet 
We'll have to deal legally with it. I don't want to, but I may have to. But um, just pray into this, okay? Uh, God bless you guys. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you next time.